think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Become a super ranter for the 2024 Cubs baseball season at patreon.com slash sunranto and be a part of all of the celebrations as we celebrate our 1,000th episode. Patreon.com slash sunranto for all the reasons. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sonrento. Sonrento. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. Sonrento. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. Welcome to the Sunranto Show, brought to you by the Bleacher Bunch Productions on the Fans First Network and our 107 Patreon supporters, our Super Duper Ranters, Blake Beards Tickets, Rogue Wave Creative, and of course the Cubs PS Plus Podcast cast, hashtag chance in the chat. And um, you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Do it now. It looks like this. Um, later on, Crawley's going to be by, and he's going to talk all about CubsCon. But first, what's everybody drinking? Well, Danny, it is very, very cold here in Iowa City. We have like 14 inches of snow on the ground. And uh, when, you, when you have that, then you need a little, some of us need a little compensation from Lions <laughs> Bridge Brewery. So, yeah, I'm drinking a compensation. It's an English mild ale, and it is wonderful. It's like a a dark, malty beer, and it's just – it's kind of one of those cozy winter beers. I really like it. How nice. I have a I have kind of a special one today. I have from Kizakura Brewery in Kyoto uh, in honor of our new uh, rotation piece, Shota Imanaga. We've got a matcha IPA. It's apparently the the first craft IPA from Kizakura Brewery. I'm pretty excited about it. I've never had a matcha IPA before. And I love this. Look, instead of me having to go and get, like, a bottle opener, they have these little pull tabs on it. Oh, wow. Mm, nice. Well, that ta- pull that tab. Oops. That had a nice sound to it and everything. Yeah. So no. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and put that in my Wrigley Field cup. IFG, I, you would not remember this. Danny, you would. Look how green it is. Will. Oh, my Back God. Late, oh, it's green. That's, Back that's in like the late a, 70s, those cans that had the pull tab like that. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, like, like old tab. You yeah, yeah, that rip the old, it right you, off. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times did you cut your finger on one of those things? <laughs> and that's how they, <laughs> why they got rid of them. Beautiful. Oh, it is, that I'm is, glad I put it in the foul ball bear cup. It's it's from uh, it's from Japan, but that's a straight up St. Patty's Day beer. I love that. 
Yeah. Oh, it smells gorgeous. Well, uh, this St. Patrick's Day, we will have a Japanese pitcher. At, well, he won't be at Wrigley yet, but he'll be playing at spring training in Mesa, Arizona at uh, Sloan Park. And his name is Shota Imanaga. And I, I'm i not shocked. I'm I'm excited. And um, I don't know. I want IFG to weigh in here first because I know you know a lot more about him, even though I have uh, written a book about the history of Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah. a, a subject expert. Yeah, I'm a – but, uh, yeah, talk to me about your feeling of Shota Imanaga and how he fits in as a Cub. Yeah, um, now I'll be the first one to say, you know, there are so many people who know more than I do, um, but – I am very, very excited for this. Uh, A number one, just because it's like, just for the sheer purpose of it, I, I like the fact when people who are professional baseball players in other places come to MLB and find success. That makes me happy in my heart. So I'm very glad that somebody is going to have the chance to do that in a Cubs uniform. That being said, Shota is a very accomplished pitcher. He has had a kind of a really fun career and he has more than earned the chance to come here and show how amazing he is here in the States. Uh, and again, I'm really glad he's doing it here with us. Um, we saw him as the starting pitcher for the WBC in the game that they beat the USA with. And, uh, uh he played, uh, and that's the game that they won three to two. That's the game that had uh, Mike Trout, uh, versus Otani that matchup and, so and it, fun. but he, he pitched a no hitter. He, uh, yeah. He pitched a no hitter against the Nippenham fighters. That's, that's Otani's former team. Uh, he pitched that last year. That was his, uh, that was his first no hitter. He's had a couple of complete game shutouts. He's uh, pitched uh, really well in the Japan series, which is the NPB version of like the world series. Uh, there was a great little thing. Um, his, first full season as a starting pitcher for uh, the Yokohama Bay Stars, he pitched the game that got them into the Climax series. I, I love that, the Climax series. So that's like the playoff <laughs> series before the Japan series. Um, so he got he pitched the game that got the Yokohama Bay Stars into the Climax series, which was the first time the Bay Stars had ever been in the Climax series since it had begun. And then he pitched... Uh, the game against the uh, – that game was against the Hiroshima Carp, which was Saya's team at the time. So the Carp were also in the Climax Series, so they had to face each other again. And Saya's team, the Carp, knocked the uh, Bay Stars out of the Climax Series. So they did not progress to the Japan Series that year. Next year comes around – and they get into the Climax Series again, and the Bay Stars knocked the carp out of the series and went on to the Japan Series. It was kind of like a back-and-forth thing for a while. It was kind of fun. And he's got he's got a lot of experience, too. So, I mean, and that bodes well. If he's pitched in a lot of big games, like you said, you know, that bodes well. And you think of somebody... And I know this isn't the same uh, at all, mm -hmm. but I think of John Lester, and it's not... Close to the same, but I, I think of somebody that has had some playoff experience, mm -hmm. is a lefty, pitching a bunch of big games, had a lot of success where he was before. I mean, in he's got a at a, a two ninety six ERA lifetime. 
sub three ERA lifetime last year for uh, it was two sixty six over. What is that like two different seasons, right? So, so these are so this is kind of complicated. That that all levels uh, that two ninety six there. That's including minor league games in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Uh, the way that two eighty, yeah. So his that three eighteen is all of his major league NPB experience right there. But he kicked total ass the year before that, and I mean the last few years, if, yeah. if you add it all up, I mean really he only had one stinker of a year, and it was freaking six years ago. So yeah. when he yeah. had a, when he had a five eighty four for the or four sixty eight for the year. I see a friend of mine here in the chat, and Yen Han says, look at the Canberra row in 2018-2019. Easily one of the best pitchers the ABL has ever seen. That is extremely true. He set a ton of pitching records for the Australian Baseball League in that 2018-2019 season. Like, I think his uh, – what did he have up here? I think he set the record for whip, um, for yep. strikeouts, for all kinds of things. Point four two nine whip that year. Um, his strikeout to walk ratio was 57. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he broke the league records for whip for hits in nine innings for walks over nine innings, um, with, uh, when he had the best win loss percentage with, uh, four wins in six starts, uh, no credited losses and yeah, all, all kinds of crazy stuff there for, um, for the Australian league. And the uh, the person that he beat for that whip record was Ryan Searle, the former Cub. So let's look at Yanhan in the chat with the clutch information. I love that. Um, one other tiny little piece of information uh, about that Japan series that he pitched in. He pitched two games in that series. Uh, and the first one, 10 strikeouts against the SoftBank Hawks. The second game, 11 strikeouts against the SoftBank Hawks. The only other pitcher to pitch double-digit strikeouts in consecutive Japan Series games was Yu Darvish in 2007. Yeah, so I would recommend anybody go out and check out the recap podcast that just came out. Uh, They talked to Dan Evans, who apparently knows a lot about Shota. And uh, I, I don't know, I got pretty excited listening to that a few of the things that he was talking about there was he pitches over a hundred pitches a lot. He gets into the seventh inning. He gets through the batting order three times. Now that is Japan versus the U S but just knowing that he has that sort of uh, life in his arm that long into a game, you know, to be able to go over a hundred pitches. And then uh, the other thing he said was, Obviously, the way that their schedule goes, it's not like ours, and the guys can pitch on their you know big nights a lot more often. And he called him; they would have him pitch on Friday nights because that was like a big night for baseball, and he's a big game pitcher. I think uh, IFG, you said mm-hmm. you you talked about a number of the games that he pitched in in the Japan series. Uh, Danny, you talked about he got to you know pitch for Japan in the world world baseball baseball classic you know like he's so is he the top the cream of the crop of all the pitchers maybe not but he seems to have everything together in the type of person you want to take the mound in those big moments like uh um, like a Hendricks right 
Well, they call him the philosopher. So now we got a professor and a philosopher. And I, I, you uh, texted me, IFG, about how yeah. he wrote a, a, a pitching philosophy Bible. Yeah, so he's he's known as the throwing philosopher uh, because of his interview style. So like after um, after you win at home, right? It, just like a, just like I've mentioned it in uh, Taiwanese baseball a lot. They do it in, in Japanese baseball as well. If you win at home, they pick a game MVP and they have them come up and they stand on a podium and they give them a little stuffed mascot toy and a bouquet of flowers and then they have to you know answer a bunch of questions and it's a lot of fun. Um, and so. Shota became uh, known as the throwing philosopher for his answers to these questions, just his particular speaking style. I don't know enough Japanese to get the vibe, but that's where his his thing came from. And just recently, uh, this past October, he did publish a book called Shota Imanaga's Pitching Bible. Uh, if you you know want to, you can go on the Japan Amazon page and buy it. It's like 15 bucks. And make sure you um, buy my book. That Danny Rocket explains Japanese history. It's a bestseller. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, how does he slot in? I mean, do you put him in? It's He sounds like more like a number one than even Justin Steele. And now you're going lefty. Le- we got a lot of lefties well, now. It's pe- a- people are talking about him having like number three. Uh, almost number two stuff. That's what I'm hearing on the Cubs. I mean, I think that's a number two, right? Because we don't have a full on ace guy, but a number two, do you really want him throwing the next day right after steel? Because steel's our number one, right? Are we all agreed on that? I mean, injuries and I mean, I'm I'm a lot can happen. What we have right now. He's going to start opening day. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. It's probably not Imanaga, but maybe you get to give it to the veteran Hendo or something just because well, who cares? I'm it's just saying just... what we have right now. Do we agree that Steele is probably our best pitcher? I think I can agree with that. And and again, I don't consider myself an expert in like evaluating pitching talent or anything like that. Um, I do think that some of the claims about Shota being um, like a particular danger for you know, home runs out of the park and things like that are slightly overblown. If you're familiar with Yokohama Stadium at all, the corners are like 300 feet. It's 308 down the lines and 385 yeah. to center. So it's tiny. But he right. only gave up like four home runs in a season. And he had like a 196 ERA at home. Like, yeah. If now, you're doing that in the Little League Park. Yeah, he's he's a little bit of a pitch to contact guy, so you're gonna have some like scary fly balls. But I don't, well, he you know, is... and, and especially with like the way that Wrigley is now, since the video boards are in, like I'm I'm not as afraid of a scary fly ball as I might have been 15 years ago. Totally. And let me put up his numbers though. Again, it's not like he doesn't strike people out, so I don't want to give people the totally wrong idea. He in his career he averages 9.4 strikeouts per nine, and the he's, walk he... 2.4 walks. Yeah, he's actually um, the eighth fastest pitcher, you know, career-wise um, in, in all of NPB history to reach a 1,000 career strikeouts. Yeah, he's over 1,000. He, he did this past season. Uh, he struck out Bright Kenta of, of the Chinichi Dragons back in September um, for his 1,000th career strikeout. And so to be loaded up on lefties is kind of interesting. And I saw this because on Twitter. last year we had zero lefties, right? 
Well, we out of no, the pen, we had no lefties. Well, we had Steele and we had Smiley. So, but out well, of the not pen, at, we had no lefties. Not at the start of the season, right? No, we had Steele and Smiley, but we just didn't have um, any pen lefties out of the pen. Well, the I, pen, I don't, yeah. I don't know if we still eat do. <laughs> but uh, John John Stocko said, "I like how Jed Hoyer could be thinking bigger picture. If you're competing against the Dodgers, you need lefties: Otani, Freeman, Muncie, Outman." Jay, hey, I'm not really scared of that so much. But uh, at Lux, the Cubs have four lefties that could start on any given night. And that's the truth. But also, if you think about some of the great power hitters in our in the game, Anthony Rizzo, you see him going down on one knee and the lefty trying to pop it out. Like there's something about a lefty power hitter that um, is common. And so if you can neutralize that with a bunch of lefty starters and a bunch of innings thrown at you with the left hand, then it's kind of an interesting thing. That leaves Tyone as a righty. Um, yeah, I wrote down who else we have. We got Hendo as the righty, Tyone. Um, then you you fill it out with Wicks, Assad, Brown, Killian, Wisniewski, and um, I mean, it's, it's not looking so cruddy anymore. Uh, I still think that you could use some more help up there i would love to have a full-fledged ace i don't know if there's still a trade up the sleeve for somebody like shane bieber i don't know if he emerges as the ace or if there's still money to go after somebody like blake snell um if you really want to like blake snell's a lefty too isn't he i think he is um but uh what you know why why the hell not you know just uh yeah just load load up on lefties and uh then we'll all complain next year that uh, we, we suck against um, right-handed lineups. Right-handed lineups. <laughs> uh, Eric Campbell here asks if there's anywhere that we can watch highlights of this guy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just share in the chat a link to this YouTube video. It's going to show uh, it's a little commemorative video that was put together about six months ago. Uh, he won his first Central League title this year for most strikeouts. Uh, and so this is a video that was put together to commemorate all of his many, many strikeouts this past year. So if you're in the chat, uh, you can go ahead and see that. I want to go back into the chat, too, and that uh, Dubs1908 said, Breaking news, Chris Morrell has been removed from CubsCon lineup. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think only because the weather is going to be terrible. He's probably coming from the Dominican Republic. It's possible that he's just not going to get here. His flight got canceled. I, I did also, read somewhere that like 9,000 flights have been canceled across the United States in the last couple of days and about 100 of them going to Chicago. So It's also possible that Jed Hoyer just decided to pull him from the lineup regardless because he does that all the time. For no David, reason. David Ross came to CubsCon <laughs> just to just to not let Morell play, <laughs> just to keep him from uh, from showing up. So, um, and I I did want to mention in the chat too. People have been pointing out that Marcus Stroman has been yeah. signed by the Yankees. People are calling it an overpay. It's actually less money AAV than he would have made at the Cubs this if he would have stayed. Um, but who knows? We might not have the quote-unquote money for Imanaga um, if Stroh's here. We should have the money for Imanaga. But did you guys see the report about well, how— Especially—we didn't even talk about the numbers on the contract. Oh, yeah. Especially They're great. this is a really interesting, odd uh, sort of contract. It's two years—if I'm understanding this here, right, I'll, I'll put up. I've got a screenshot. Million each. So that's 30— 
And after those two years, they can choose to pick up a fifth year. And it would could be a total of eighty million over five. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fifty three million guaranteed is over four seasons. But if the Cubs don't pick up the option after two years, he can take off. So, like, so if if he there's a couple of different scenarios in this situation um, that can play out, but it kind of gives both the team and the player some protections along the line, and. Um, the in it seems like a great deal. The AAV is super low for the next couple of years, so it seems like that's going to give roster flexibility. It, it's just going over forward. Fifteen million per year, or no? It's if for four years, fifty three. If that's where the AAV is being uh, calculated, then it's under fifteen. It's right. still like it's, but yeah. it's it's still freaking eight times what they paid Shohei Otani this year. So and, I don't want to well, hear it, <laughs> right? But but I'm just saying that is such a cheap amount of money, really, for any starting pitcher, right? Any starting and pitcher it, that you're excited about, at least. And it spreads out the uh, money that would be being sent over to Yokohama for their posting fee as well. So like, it looks like if I understand it correctly, they're only going to pay the posting fee on those first couple years right off the bat. And then as those options get picked up, they send some money over. So it's kind of like klarna the posting fee to Yokohama. Nice. Randall the Al- other th- Allen did the math and said 13.25. Yeah, that's freaking dirt. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out is that He's only 5'10". It's slightly taller than Marcus Stroman, but kind of not what you would expect. And, that's, you know, that's four inches taller than Marcus Stroman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stroman exactly. is very, but very not short. tall, not what you'd think of as tall for a major league pitcher these days. You know, you see these guys walking around. They're six six. We just traded for a guy that's super tall. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that trade uh, yeah. really right now. But um, yeah, Dan- Danny Almonte. And it's going to be so hard for me not to call him Danny Almonte for the rest of my life, but uh, he's, what, 6'5"? The new guy? Yeah, well, let's talk about the new guy because the Cubs also made a trade and um, starting uh, pitcher Jackson Ferris. These are some teenagers that that left us. We only got them the last couple years in the draft. So Jackson Ferris and Zaire Hope, who I think is only 18 or 19 years old right now, were traded to the Dodgers for Michael Bush, who's a second baseman, third baseman, first baseman, and um, Yancy Almonte. And um, and I see in the notes that you said that he played third when he was with the Dodgers, but he was mostly second and first in the minors. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty interesting because I immediately. All I heard when this first broke was about him being a third baseman and everybody talking about what that meant for Christopher Morrell and Magical, right? With this guy, whether he was going to, you know, kind of be that person. And then I started looking into it because of this TFC. I'm going to drop it here early. Oh, no, that's not the one. Oh, I didn't. Shit, I didn't have it because it's not. Fit, but I saw David... <laughs> somebody somebody said that you know immediately after this he's a third baseman and they're like looks like we found our first baseman of the future which got me really confused but it also made me think of like when Candelario 
got picked up and they immediately put him at first. I'm like, wait, is this some Jed Hoyer shit? But yeah, yeah he's well, it's he, you know a corner infield spot guy, you know. But he but he's played mainly. I mean, second base he's played 258 games, and that's over all leagues. First base 250 games over all leagues, and including uh, you know the big leagues. But when he was with the Dodgers, most of those games uh, at third base, and he has 74 total over his big league career at third base. So he really could be a first baseman, which kind of makes sense. Well, they don't have if, one, so it, that works sure, out. If they still aren't sure of Mervis. Well, and I like what David Leaves. Bellinger. You see what David Lee says here in the chat is the Cubs acquired third base Mervis because this guy's the same kind of thing. He's hitting, you know, 25 home runs in the minors and he comes up and he struggles and hits 150. So that being said, one of the two of them was a top 50 prospect. Yeah. And it's Michael Bush. Right. Head full of the mountains, head full of the bush. Yeah. And, and so talking about that Mervis, right? So in 81 plate appearances, uh, Michael, for the Dodgers, Michael Bush hit 167, 247, 292 for a 539 OPS. It's not great, but he did it two home runs. So, uh, you know. And, and this is this is in any, you know, actual baseball season. We'd be like, it's only 27 games. It's a small sample size. Right. I mean, 72 at bats. Yeah, not even 100 plate appearances in the major leagues. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's a huge prospect. you got to have to believe in it. 919 OPS in the minor leagues, 79 career home runs down there. Huge stud. Well, so, And I think that they might give I, – I think that this might mean that they are out on belly. I hope it doesn't because if you get him belly for center field – now you're saying, oh, I guess Pete Crow Armstrong's not going to be a guy, or you know, because what are you going to do? Now you got prospects all over the place. You got the, Michael Bush. You'd rather go with the young guy that costs less. Give him I, a shot to I, work I it out. I would say it's more of they're out on Hoskins more so than Bellinger because you can still use Bellinger in center, and because Bellinger is a good first baseman, you can maybe bring up possibly a Mervis, but looks like maybe you start with Bush and you have you you if you bring Bellinger back into the fold, you still have that sort of backstop for first base if you need him. But if not, then he gets to stay in center field and you get PCA another year down in the minors. What I'm really excited about is now our 40 man roster contains a, a Bush, a Jameson a Porter, a Bailey. We've got a whole dive bar going here. <laughs> oh, and somebody posted somewhere about how the Dodgers could possibly have a Ferris Bueller uh, one-two punch in their pitching staff. No, I dig. I dig. Well, and Jackson Ferris and Zaire Hope, I mean, they were um, – I, I think Ferris was 11th round or – no, Hope was 11th round and Ferris was second. I'm mixing them up. But they're pretty young, and they don't have a lot of experience, and they might end up being something. But these guys are much further along. And the starting and the relief pitcher, Yancy Almonte, we got, he was excellent two years ago. Not very good last year. He's got an incredible bad teenage mustache, and um, he's about 30 years old. But they must be high on this guy because he's out of options, 
And so we're stuck with them. Oh, we got to get rid of them. And, um, but, you know, the strikeout numbers are there uh, 9.2 strikeouts per nine last year. Um, but the ERA wasn't great. 450. Oh, no, that's his FIP. Uh, where's the ERA? Oh, yeah, 506. But he was incredible the year before when he had a 102 in 2022. So, and if you look in 2021, he sucked too for Colorado. But the year before that, he was great. And if you look the year before that, he was bad. And the year before that, he was good. So every other year, he's good without fail. Guess which year this is? The good year. Yep. And and there is nothing. There's no better like stat than what Danny just laid out. This is perfect. <laughs> Every Those are other the year, stats that nobody's ever come up with before. This is exactly is <laughs> my my thing here is I'm, you know, kind of looking at this June fourth, nineteen ninety four. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I think that's the day I graduated from high school. <laughs> I think it's when when that guy was born. Yeah, and uh, he's also huge. He's six five. Six, yeah, five, two, five, two, yeah. So uh, Cubs did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, finally we're coming to twenty twenty four, guns a blazing. Um, anything else to add about these guys, or anything else to add? Uh, I mean, we've got all season to talk about our shiny new pitcher from Japan. But um, Joey says, do we have a stout? Uh, we did, former- Eric Stout. Former Cub Eric Stout, uh, last I knew, was playing for the CTBC Brothers in Taiwan. Uh, so he played with them last season. I don't know if he's uh, repeating that this year, but we did have a stout. I remain upset to this day that we uh, traded Zach Short right before we got Eric Stout because we had a perfect opportunity to have Short and Stout, and we blew it, and I will be mad about this forever. Maybe yeah. Stout can go on the Compound podcast. Well- we do, you know, so this has all been fun, right? This is, these are guys the Cubs have brought in, all of this stuff. But we do have one more transaction before we get to this break that we have to mention. Let's pour one out for Brian Servin. Oh, oh yeah. we knew you so well. That <laughs> what was your favorite part? That the, that the Cubs brought in the very first major league signing that the Cubs had of this offseason lasted one week and he is now gone. He's DFA'd. My favorite part of that era was when we signed Shoti Managa. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of fun having seven backup catchers for a while. I mean, that was really what this show is made of. And uh, I I mean, the Cubs, the the Cubs seriously had the opportunity to field a starting nine of nothing but catchers if they just brought up a couple of their uh, their minor league guys. And honestly... I'd be here for I'm it for like game, one day for the fun of it. Yeah, game three of the season, right? You just you put your starting nine out there and it's just all the catchers in the thing, even the pitcher. And then you could rotate all nine of them through that pitcher spot for the game and just see how it goes. It'd be like that day they had Taylor Davis pitch and Kyle Schwarber catch. It was just fun. (laughs) Might as well. Um, So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back. And I've got some exclusive footage 
of me performing with Miguelvis at the Blackhawks game the other night, which I want to show everybody. Uh, but first, I got to ask you, um, you got to become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's how we keep the lights on here at the podcast. And we really appreciate all of our Patreon patrons. We would not do this show without you. So thank you, all of you that do that. Patreon.com slash sunranto is how you do it. It helps us pay for all the cool stuff that we always do. So um, I'm going to play a commercial uh, or two, and we'll be right back. Well, oh, but first, uh, we have to, we're going to play a little game. You have all, uh, you have the entire uh, uh, commercial break to figure out who, who this is. So, who Michael, you got it? This? Who is this? This is a Cub, right? This is a Cub. Yep. Yeah, I will always go with Cubs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw a, uh, a, different player in there unless maybe i can only get a good picture of a former cub extreme pokemon voice who's that cubby who's that that cubby so we'll be right back and uh you can tell us in the chat after the break all over chicagoland there are thirsty frazzled overworked cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. 10% off with the code. S O N R A N T O. S O N R A N T O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch.
Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show, and we've got a lot of guesses in the chat as to who that might be there. Uh, we got a lot of Chris Bryant. Dominic says Chris Bryant, Rogue Wave Creative, proud sponsor of this show, says Chris Bryant. Tom uh, Cooper says Morell. Little Yumper says it's Bryant. Um, Bernie uh, Bern- Barron has Hap. Yeah, Hap. Um, so uh, I'm going to – IFG, do you know who it is? It looks Chris to me. I think so, too. And it's Chris Chris So hashtag chance in the chat, if you will. You can win a Frank. Back when he was good. You can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a hashtag chance. And also uh, 10% off with code SUNRANTO at In The Clutch shirts. We got and uh, our brand new sponsor, Matt Kammerer and Permanent Paintings, his Etsy store where you can see his art all over our, me and IFG's walls, all over, uh, right over Cotton's head right now. The, um, you can get all his stuff at uh, in his Etsy shop, which is called Permanent Paintings. So um, he I is just part- wanted, I wanted to point out that uh, I saw today on Twitter and I shared it over in the Discord. Uh, Matt has started a Iowa Hawkeyes Caitlin oh why am I fucking her name up uh Caitlin Clark yeah and it's over the state of Iowa now this is a big deal I'm pretty sure this is the first woman that's going to be on a map that he's done and I am almost super positive like I I can't imagine he would do this for anybody else because he Hates the Iowa Hawkeyes. Absolutely despises the Hawkeyes. He's given me all sorts of shit for living here and being a Hawkeye fan. So I was actually really surprised. But you know what? He did a Yachty as well. So he's not above doing hey, uh, teams he hates. Everyone's money is green. Exactly. So. But it's going to be really cool. He's just started it. It'll be done. Uh, I don't know. It'll be done soon. And I. I think there's a lot of people out there that's going to be digging on the Caitlin Clark one. Well, speaking of spending money, I know one guy that's probably already dropped $200 on parking just to get into the Sheraton, and that is the king of Cubs Con. Let's bring him on. It's Crawley. Crawley. Uh, so where are you? You look uh, like you're on the streets of Chicago downtown out to get a hot dog or something. What are you doing? You're at Lizzie McNeil's? Lizzie's. Well, you know the the hangout is tomorrow, Crawley. You're just you're 24 hours early. Well, I'll see you there tomorrow. When you start the hangout. The start the hangout's when I started, which is great. <laughs> right after I get off this podcast. Exactly. So um, now, first of all, it's supposed to snow terribly, and that is a CubsCon tradition. Uh, almost every year, it <laughs> snows at CubsCon, and uh, this is no um, no exception. So. What do you predict for this year's CubsCon? What is your overall prognosis with the, the guests being able to make it in? What's, the, what's your prognosis of getting autographs, and how, how's it looking to you? I mean, there's going to be a lot of new things this year, but the weather obviously is going to have a big impact. They're all hands on deck right now. Um, Randy Huntley's canceled. Sean Dunstan's canceled. Ryan Sandberg's canceled. Um, there's a lot of guys that this is really going to affect. There's going to be Snowmageddon coming in. But, you know, Danny, you've been doing this for a while. I've been doing this for a while. I think part of it is just, I don't give a shit, man. It's spending a weekend drinking beer, talking to Cubs players, 
Uh, Bobby D was over there a little bit earlier. I mean, we've just been having fun, you know? Yeah, and it's really most of it, the kind of the brass tacks of the Cubs Con is the same as it's been. You got off the mound with Ryan Dempster. You got the uh, baseball operations update where they tell you what's going on with the ballpark. They replace the roof, all crap like that. They do get to talk. There's no baseball ops this year. No. Oh, Uh, it's you know what? The no, baseball ops, is, baseball ops is uh, Jed Hoyer and, and Carter Yeah, it Hawkins. says Baseball Operations yeah. Update with Jed so Hoyer no, and Dan, Carter Hawkins. Right. What Danny was talking about was business ops. When oh, they bus- talk about like, what they fix and things. Oh. Well, you know, we at least we're getting the headliner, Jed Hoyer. Jed yeah. Hoyer. Jed that Hoyer was- is going to be there. His name's the biggest one on that poster, so yeah, look at that. That that cracked me up. Like I, Craig Council, I kind of get, but you're there to see the players. The first I'm, I'm okay five with guys, Council, but yeah, Jed Hoyer, come on. No, Harry Wood's name is so small I can barely read it. This looks like going to the eye doctor trying to find Sean Dunstan or Tim Dansby Stoddard. Sw- Dansby Swanson is making like the most money, has the longest contract. You would assume that they're going to try and make him when they sign that contract, make him the face of the franchise. He's seventh on the list. He's the third row down. He, he's behind Pat Hughes. Well, he's behind Pat Hughes and uh, two guys that have already bailed on this thing. <laughs> so here's what I would tell you. Um, they have a new app. I broke that story the other day. Um, the app is pretty cool, and, it, and it, it's really helpful if anyone's coming down here. And so I would just say get the app. But uh, like I said, people are already lined up for the meet and greet. Uh, it's probably lines about fifty deep right now. Really? When, when does the meet and greet start? So the meet and greet is you, you pay three hundred dollars to Cubs charity. You get a couple things signed, and you get a photo with the player. Uh, the meet and greet start at noon tomorrow. Well, and so they're you, already you, lined you, up. About hold on, hold on. Club they 400. let you in at noon tomorrow to sign up to get a person. And so yeah, that's somebody the needs easiest, about most Club guaranteed way Much to get So that sounds like a terrible deal to me. I mean, I know that amongst collectors that sounds like a good deal. But if you've got to sleep on the, in a line with a bunch of freaking stinky Cubs fans all night and just lay there on the freaking Sheridan floor just in order to really <laughs> – offend the player that you meet because you smell so bad from sleeping on the floor, you know. I mean, this just does not seem like my idea of a good time, but who the hell am I to talk? You also get to play bingo. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I I mean, Dan, I know you. I mean, this isn't your jam. You know what I mean? This is not for everybody. I love it. I love coming out here. Do I wait in line overnight? No. Do I stay up all night drinking beer? Yeah. Um, but no, I don't wait in line, but I do. I have in the past found people that would like to split a thing. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say you get a player that's hard to get. Let's say John Lester's in town. I might go halfsies with somebody, 150, 150, and it ends up being a pretty good deal, and it's a guaranteed um, autograph signing. Yeah, it's. I think this is mostly for the autograph hounds, but the thing I like about it is you walk into the Sheridan, and there's either John or Josh playing the organ right there, and it's the sounds of the ballpark, and you see all the Cubs blue, and you see all the people in like hanging around downtown, 
Tomorrow night, we're going to see all the bloggers. We're going to see all our friends that we don't get to see right. coming in from out of town. And that's what I like about it. I don't even, I don't even have a ticket. I don't think it's going to matter. I'm, I've always been curious to find out if I, if you really need a ticket to go to CubsCon and drop the hundred bucks. And this is the year I'm finally going to find out if they boot me. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Like I said, there's a lot of fun for everybody. I like going to the sessions sometimes. This year, what they're doing really, uh, which is new, Ed Hardig, the team historian, is going to be doing a bunch of awesome sessions. And so um, he's going to be doing it on uniforms from the past. He's going to be doing it on the Cubs Hall of Fame. He's going to be doing it on um, the Shepherds. Otis Ed Shepherd and, uh, God, I can't remember his wife's name right now because I'm cold. But uh, I can tell you that that's going to be awesome. So me and a couple of people are going to check out a couple of those small Ed Hardig sessions. Only 30 people in the room. So it's going to be really badass. Lucella, a friend of mine, he's the sculptor who did all the statues on Statue Row. He's going to describe the process of creating the statues and what he's been doing with Sandberg's statue, um, which is going to be unveiled this summer. So there's there's a lot to do, man. I mean, but you have to be a Cubs junkie. If you're not a Cubs junkie, then this probably isn't the place for you. I mean, that, that's about as easy as I can put it. Well, until bingo. Oh, bingo's the best. Yeah, anybody can play bingo, even if you're not a Cubs junkie. <laughs> oh, God, uh, bingo, bingo is, is, the, is the best part. Yeah, and I, again, can't, I, I can't wait to wait, see everybody. You're waiting in line. There's a stampede to get tables. People get upset, but then it calms down. Wayne Messmer comes out to bad to the bone, and the game starts, and you're ready to play, and that's what it's all about. So to all the people watching this right now, I have $100 for anybody that can keep Crawley from getting his seat in the front row. <laughs> no, 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 you got to do that. Dude. You asked me to come on the fucking show. Dude, you, no, you ain't paying nobody. I'm, I'm just kidding. $100. You're right. I'm cheap. $20. <laughs> no, uh, here's, here's the thing that I want to do. I, I want to uh, do a slow motion video of Crawley running to his seat. And, I, and, and I'm going to put it to Chariots of Fire. Bum 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 bum, bum 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 bum. It's a thing of beauty. It's it's there's an art, there's a skill to it. I've been stretching all week. I skipped leg day from the gym so that my legs were fresh. You're limber. Like you know, I've been stretching really good and doing yoga. I'm ready, dude. So I'm 47 years old, but I think I can still run pretty well. Well, I'd, I'd know exactly where I can find you with your deep dish pizza that you ordered Ooh. to the seat. <laughs> it's coming. Um, and and the best part is when I come down there and I don't have to do anything that you had to do, to, and I just stand by you and act like I belong. That's my yeah, favorite yeah. part. This Probably is the guy the that's going to give you $100. Crawley, the and, chat and, and, wants and, to know if they find you there with your cooler and your deep dish pizza and all that, are you going to sign autographs? I'll sign autographs, absolutely. But, infield fly girl, the autograph you really want to get, there may be a special Japanese player here tomorrow. Somebody that's been here since Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, show to hook me up. Get me a baseball. <laughs> I'll do my best. I, I, I'm, I'm going to try not to scare him away. I don't want to be like uh, maybe like 8 or 11, you know, uh, old styles in and falling all over Shota. You know, I don't, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> that would never happen to you, Crawley. There's absolutely never. no way anything like that would ever happen to a guy like Crawley. <laughs> but I will tell you, that's glorious. I will tell you, um, 
I want to thank In Peel Fly Girl. Uh, we did have um, her friend Evan on, who um, has an awesome Twitter account. He did an emergency podcast for when Shota signed, and he kind of gave us a good breakdown of it on the last fly, the W. So is it Gaijin Baseball? Yep, at Gaijin Baseball, G-A-I-J-I-N Baseball. Uh, so and Evan is great. He's He's got great information, always a really reliable follow. So I would definitely say, like, on the, la- the fly, the W that came out tonight, we got Evan on talking about Shota, and then we have Jen Martindale from the Cubs talking about CubsCon and kind of a lot of the different things that there's going to be to do out there, man. So, and like I said, you know, I know some people that don't do shit. They just sit around drinking beers, talking Cubs. Like, is that the worst thing to do on a weekend during a blizzard? It's my favorite uh, part. I, uh, last girl, year, I don't I'd be doing that whether I were around the Cubs or not. I would never do that. Right, exactly. But imagine if you're drinking that beer and Bobby Dernier was next to you and you just said, hey, Bobby, why did Harry Carey call you guys the Daily Double? Well, then that makes it a little bit more fun. I'm here right now at Lizzie's with Bo, one million cards, and uh, he was just breaking cards with Glendon Rush. He's one of the nicest guys you could meet. So I'm I'm putting I, up pictures of I Cubs Con. Crazy hat lady, yeah. Crazy hat. I hope she's there. I hope pre- no. prepared question guy's going to be there. That's I my like favorite I, I haven't seen lady. either of them in a long time. Yeah, I was well, say, COVID. I crazy hat lady's been dead for a long time. <laughs> so, uh, it's Carrie Wood. Yeah, these are, oh, these are pictures I've taken over the years. This is That was the bar that used to be at the Hilton. That was Kitty O'Shea's. Now we go to Lizzie's. And uh, there's Matt a Matt Cameron. Yeah, Matt Camber signing the Roly Cooler. And that's so, so, it's when we were first getting to know Matt, too, way that, back in the day. I, that's what I was just going to tell you. I didn't know who Matt Camerer was. And then one day he says, hey, you know, I'm Matt, and this is my, my kid, and I do tattoos. We started shooting the shit, and I'm like, well, you want to, you know, waiting in line. You want to draw on my cooler? And he's, he's been drawing on my cooler ever since. And so that's kind of like, that's what I'm talking about. I can't tell you how many friends I've just made here from great Cubs fans. Like I said, I guess I could be sitting at home shoveling, or I could be here drinking beers and partying. I don't know. I'd rather do that. Yeah, there well, we, yeah, well, definitely. There's Luis and Brett Taylor. That's uh, at Lizzie McNeil's there. Yeah, and uh, there's a much younger uh, goateed Crawley from back in the day. Unshaven. Uh, that was Theo Fest, Theo's first year. Captain Cubbo, Cubby Santa. Uh-huh. Yeah, all all the guys will be around. There you are uh, waiting. I guess uh, are, are you sleeping out to try to get Mark Grace's autograph? That's 2007 at the Hilton. No, 2007. Yeah, at the Hilton Ballroom. Yeah, and and, and you get to ask questions, and you know you're here. There's bingo table. That's our bingo table. We have it every year. That's me asking questions in front of Ronnie Woo Woo, which is I, you can I, took I, I took yeah, this picture. I took this picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really a, a it's just a hell of a lot of fun. If you if you aren't going this year, we'll miss you because it's a if anybody's watching a Cubs show right now in the middle of January, you're we already know you're a Cubs fan. <laughs> let me let me so, just put it this way. Let, let me put it this way. You come in on Friday and you hear the Lowry organ playing tunes. You see a bunch of your friends and they offer you beers. You get all pumped up cuz you see a bunch of players that you knew when you were a kid. Then you leave and you see Danny Rocket singing karaoke in the middle of a bar. And then you sit there and you walk to Lizzie McNeil's and you interact with everybody in real life that you interact with online. What the hell's the problem with that, man? That's what I'm talking about. CubsCon. There's Matt Cameron, baby. What is he saying? He said Danny falling down right in front of Ricketts was a moment to remember forever. Remember when I fell right on my ass? 
We're get, yeah. Because I try to sit on the cooler, and the cooler has wheels. And <laughs> I went, I, everybody came out. Tom Ricketts starts, everybody cheers, and then they all start to sit back down. So they all sit back down. The crowd quiets down, and I go, woo, and fell flat on my ass. Hey, hey ask Impressive. Matt Cameron when he's going to get here. When are you getting there, Matthew? Yeah, it still is in the chat. Yeah, There's, man, tell me what's going on. So I will definitely be there at Lizzie's tomorrow, at the very least, um, hanging out with everybody. We'll be singing karaoke. They got Harry karaoke in the lobby. They got Benedict playing karaoke. Uh, oh, Matt's not coming in. Oh, that's sad. Well, I'm just going to have to uh, draw on your cooler then. It's going to uh, be me. It's Thick no, Figure dude, Theater. No, I don't want the value to go down. I'm going to sell that one day. When Matt kicks the bucket, it's going to be worth something. So um, it'll be the Matt kick the bucket bucket. There you go. Oh, look at this. You're right on the river walk. Right Crawley's gonna get Crawley's gonna get buried in that cooler, I think. <laughs> yes, Danny. I want you to take my ashes, my urn, and wheel it around Cubscon when I'm gone. Oh, you know you I go. will. You don't. You don't need an urn. What are you talking about? Just put the ashes right in the cooler. Duct tape that cooler closed, and you're like done. Like burying a dog. Nah, I want the cooler to be used in perpetuity for people to drink out of an opening ceremony. There's no reason they can't keep using it. Yeah, just put it, uh, I don't know. Guys, I appreciate you having me on. I'm going to go get a beer and a burger. Yeah, you look cold. You look cold. Well, thanks for hanging out and all the, uh, well, the Irish could bite us. Um, So... Well, he really is the king of Cubs Con if you want to party. But, you know, the problem is that because he is the king of Cubs Con, he's told me right before he came on that everybody's hitting him up for all these favors. Just like, <laughs> dude, save me a seat there. I'll meet you over there. Hey, could you trade? Get me that guy's autograph ticket. Hey, could you stand in line over here? And I'm like, well, see, this is what you do. You go out there. You say you're the big man on campus. Next thing you know, everybody's looking for a favor. Yeah, no, I'm the information booth. I'm not anybody's secretary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But that's, um, that's the way to do it. But it's it's cool. I you know, in the off season for us to have other things to do uh, with each other, it's really nice. But we did want to mention that we did something else together, me and Crawley, uh, just this weekend, and that was we went to Dorothy Farrell's. Uh, going away party i'm gonna call it because uh she's no longer with us she passed away a few months ago and um we we really if you don't know who dorothy is she's the famous cubs fan who in 2016 kind of went viral for her love of jägermeister and the fact that she just wanted to see one before she died and uh she uh, did see one uh, so and this these were all here's some more pictures here there's dorothy with her jäger and um, so we had a kind of a memorial party, and I'll show a picture of the room. We all went into this banquet room. And me and John Benedict, uh, the organist from Wrigley, played a bunch of songs. Uh, there was her personal bartender's John, and a picture of her personal bartender, Jimmy, who kind of put it all together. Jimmy's a great guy. And they had these shirts made for her, which is Dorothy's face in the middle of a bottle of Jägermeister. You see Crawley That's modeling awesome. it there. And it's really a great shirt. I bought two, thanks to Wrigleyville Bum, Joe, who sent me $25. He's, and 
you know, it cost 40 bucks to get into this, um, but there was really nothing to buy there except for some shot glasses and these shirts. So I took the $25 Joe sent and I got this Dorothy shirt and now it, and I'll get to this after the break. It is now a prize in the Project Warning Track fashion design competition that we're having. So this will be amongst nice. the prizes. This Dorothy t-shirt, they also gave it, gave us these really cool uh, Matt Camera Dorothy maps, which is, uses that same picture of Matt, when she's looking out. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. And I got to meet her children and her grandchildren. And it turned out we had connections to each other. Uh, a guy who I played Little League with now coaches with one of her grandchildren. And we just heard fun stories about she was a strict mom. No nonsense. And they always had to, uh, if they wanted her to be anywhere or were trying to plan an event, they always had to check the Cubs schedule because they knew that's where grandma would be. And um, so she just got a really nice send off. Um, Stu did a great job. Uh, Club 400 was a big time a part of it. Uh, Jimmy really planned it. And something else we didn't mention um, is that we lost another great Cub fan and beer vendor. And we forgot to mention this last time, but Rocco from Undercover Boss, he died as well um, recently. And um, so RIP to – I know we have a couple of his friends that watch this show. So my condolences to them. And Rocco was a great guy, gone way too soon. And so are those beer prices gone way too soon because $6 for a 20-ounce beer would have – those were the days. You know, I don't even know what year this is. Probably not that long ago, sadly. A decade, maybe? I guess yeah. a decade's a long time. But Well, it was a different ownership, maybe. So uh, what I'm going to do right now, uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And uh, also, thanks for Crawley for coming on. Listen to the Fly the W podcast. <laughs> Walking around in that freezing cold out there. That was it's not that cold. He, he's, that was impressive. I Look. I got cold watching him. That he wasn't blue prior to getting on the show. So uh, I'm going to play something that happened at Dorothy's uh, funeral right now, which uh, was us singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Oh, uh, all together, just a little bit of it. Is, is this is this real? R.I.P. Ronnie Wu. No, no, Says- no, no, no announced earlier tonight eh, i don't know we'll, we'll let's get to... a let's let's get some second sources on that we haven't yeah i don't know but oh god i hope not that'd be very sad but here's um we're we saying take me out to the ball game at dorothy's going away party and i'm gonna play that and then we're gonna uh, do a co- couple commercials and then we'll bring it back up and talk about uh project warning track also i'm going to play you some uh, exclusive behind the scenes footage from our time at the blackhawks game and um that's it we'll be right back Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about Ketrometrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masterboning? 
If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus Podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash Shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. All right. We are back. And uh, I I don't know. I didn't see any uh, confirmation I, that Ronnie I didn't see anything either. But what I did see uh, did make me laugh. Um, it was the Chicago Tribune written by Paul Sullivan, uh, 1987. When Ronnie Woo Woo Wickers was discovered alive and delivering pizzas after he was reportedly, people said he was dead. <laughs> Do you remember when Crawley broke the news of the death of uh, Pink Hat Guy? <laughs> yes. and, and he wasn't dead and he had to backtrack the entire thing. <laughs> now, that was a funny day at the bleachers. He's Crawley sitting there like deleting his tweets, be like, oh, God, We're like, he's alive. And he freaked out. He's like, it's bad. Bad information. Uh, Jim Exeter. Exeter. Yeah. I think so that's the name. So people in the chat are looking. So uh, Johnny Wang, I'm I'm not sure who you are. He but, might be uh, just trolling us. I mean, yeah. someday it it will be maybe. true. Unless uh, I don't know, maybe he'll live forever. Right. I, I I hope it's not true, and I hope that Johnny comes up with better jokes if that's what that was. So I would like to share. We're going to do a little talk, a little fashion here in a second. But uh, I want to share a really cool Cubs jacket that I saw on sale today. I'm going to drop a link to the chat. The, what do you think? What do you guys think of this jacket? I think it's like a sharp little Letterman's jacket, reversible too. So that that's what's interesting to me. It's reversible. So for the podcast listeners, it's a blue jacket, and apparently, if you flip it inside out. You will have the white sleeves, like a Letterman jacket with like the different colored sleeves, so blue vest, white sleeves, or you flip it over and then the whole thing is blue. Yeah, it's from or, the MLB shop. What do you think, IFG? Or do you just rip the the sleeves off and flip the sleeves and then stick them back on? <laughs> no, I don't think no, so. <laughs> it, it will not be that one. Uh, I do sleeves. like it. I, I like it. I like it better with the white sleeves. Me too. It more of a, but how long are those sleeves going to stay white well, if you wear it to the game? I'm, fair, fair point. Well, but, Danny, but I do like that's them. that's what's so great about it. When you wear the white sleeves out, 
for a while and then those white sleeves become dirty and nasty, you flip that thing inside out and you get to wear the coat for another like four years. Exactly. So uh, I am going to now uh, drop another link in the chat. Uh, that you can get this through our Amazon. If you go to sunranto.com slash stuff and sh- shop for all your Amazon stuff, you can, they've got a bunch of cool um, custom Cubs stuff, including get your own name on this giant throw blanket. They've also got pillows to go with it, and it's like only 20 bucks. So it's a pretty good deal. This is my pick of the week for uh, sunranto.com slash stuff. Buy all your Amazon stuff through there but um i want to talk a little project warning track because we're we're getting somewhere now uh with everything we've even got a dress that's already been made uh jeff's wife who if jeff's here right now remind me her name because i don't think i wrote it down uh mrs cubs magic number he said turned a dansby swanson five uh five xl jersey into a pretty swinging dress um IFG, what do you think of this thing? I think it's great. Um, I love it. It's it's a nice, fun, like, skater dress sort of style. Uh, looks like an awesome thing to wear to the bleachers. Yeah, like a summer dress that you could wear with, like, leggings or even not, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, no, so that's the first project to come in. And we've got great prizes. And I had an idea the other day that I want to take a bunch of my old T-shirts. I'm just throwing ideas out there in case this uh, sparks something for somebody. You know, I kind of want to get rid of shirts because I want to get more shirts. So I'm done with the other shirts. I don't like saving all this stuff. So I talked to my neighbor about possibly building myself a cape out of my old shirts, like a Cubs cape. So we're going to work on something like that. He said he could also maybe do me a quilt. And I'm like, well, I got a lot of shirts. And I'm like, where can I get more shirts? And then I was like, obvious shirts, I bet, has a bunch of shirts that they don't want it to use anymore and could use as material. So I text Joe at obvious shirts. I'm like, hey, we're doing this fashion design competition. Do you so have any extra shirts? The tanks. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm going to make a whole Frank the Tank cape now. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> So I'm thinking of taking a bunch of obvious shirts, but also if there's enough stuff, uh, which there's going to be, he's going to give me a bunch of old shirts. If you want some old non-sellable or misprinted obvious shirts to use as material, um, I, I'll say I will send this stuff to you. Just pay me for shipping, you know, five, ten bucks or whatever it is. We'll do, work it out if you want this stuff. But contact me through any of my socials and we can work that out. But I don't have the shirts yet. But um, anyway, now, so then I asked Joe to be a judge. And Joe from Obvious Shirts is now one of the judges of our fashion design competition for Project Warning Track. Very and cool. IFG, what are you working on? I know you had some ideas and yeah, I was, I was, my, yeah, my initial idea was to like take it into, you know, like a whole medieval sort of Renaissance festival type costume. But once I had the thing in hand, I was like, you know what, I really do want something that I can wear to the ballpark. Uh, so I'm working on kind of like a cropped hoodie kind of situation. Um, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it. I, I, in the getting things cut and pieced together part, I actually need to get my sewing machine put onto it, but I should have it done here in the next couple weeks, maybe. Well, uh, Emily uh, is about to, I, I got Emily a new sewing machine for Christmas. 
So she's going to be working on that. Uh, we didn't get one of the, the 5X jerseys because Danny just lost a 5X jersey. Like somehow the thing is... is... No, but th- then I found it again. <laughs> then I found it again. But then I was going to send Danny's it to like, you. I'm getting into this thing. No, then I, but don't you remember what happened? It's one of the prizes now. I was going to send you the Mike Talkman jersey, but then I had a, yeah, I had a chance to meet him. So now there's a 5XL jersey, and I actually want to show people some of these prizes because it's going to be a smorgasbord of prizes. First of all, it's all fashion related. So I you, love those so hats. You get all three of these bleacher hats, all three of them, you win. They were, and there is they only one sweet. winner. Yeah, And the great part about getting all three of those is because if you get one, you know, it's like you got to match the one outfit to it. Now, three different outfits, three different hat colors. It's beautiful. By the way, Danny, you brought up misprinted shirts and stuff. Yeah. And you also brought up capes. And it got me thinking about something that I wanted to see again. This throw Make says a good cape. established 1870. Yeah, that's incorrect, right? <laughs> well, so, no wonder it's twenty bucks. That's why it's twenty bucks, is because that's uh, that's a completely different Cubs team. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've got here's the the other part of there's limited edition shirts. Uh, first of all, this is the only shirt of this kind that exists. I have one, and this is the other one. <gasps> it's the give the ball oh, to my it. guy shirt. This is part of the – well, you better win the prize because uh, this is the prize. Um, yeah, I, I know the guy who made them, so maybe he'd make you one. But there are only two in existence. This is one of them. Give the ball to my tie shirt uh, fashion. Now, this, they give away uh, – now they sell them. But for a while, this was the only way to get the shirt was uh, through uh, by, I think, going to opening day events. And so, Joe, it's the opening day is a holiday obvious shirt. Um, this is also a limited edition. It is – this is actually a really nice material shirt. The Salsa King of Chicago shirt, which uh, I'm friends with Martin. He is the Salsa King of Chicago. Delicious salsa, by the way. You can get it. I was going to say, is that like salsa, like salsa and chips? Is that like salsa, like a dance competition winner? I don't know if he can dance. He looks like a guy that after a few might have a, a dance in him or two. <laughs> so, and th- then, of course, I'd already announced that this Dorothy shirt is going to be part of the prize pack as well. Now, granted, I know these shirts won't fit anybody, but it makes a nice gift, right? Um, or you might know somebody. And finally, a shirt that probably shouldn't exist, but a guy made it for me. Um, and uh, I thought it was funny. But, you know, from Full Metal Jacket, uh, there's that scene with the prostitutes. Oh. And so this just says, Nico, Nico Horner. Nico <laughs> Horner. It's a, it's a line. For, it's a play on the line from the movie. So, well, uh, um, yeah, 80s are canceled. Yeah, we can't. No more Revenge of the Nerds. No more Full Metal Jacket. No more Platoon. No more Vietnam flashback movies. So, um, anyway, it's awesome prizes. I'm going to try to make a cape. I also thought of making pillows out of obvious shirts. As well, because I think that would work pretty well. A quilt would work. I saw somebody, DJR in the chat says, oh, yeah, I have a quilt of old shirts. I I think it could work well. My friend Don is going to sew it for me. I know that uh, Artie Boucher, he is uh, getting his sewn for him. He found somebody to sew it for him. Yeah. 
Artie says he's he's creating a carrying vest. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I don't think I've ever heard it called a carrying vest, but I've seen the pictures of it, and it's like vest with pockets, like a hunting. I thought it was like a hunting vest, but I don't know. All right, well that's carrying that's vest. Kind of, that's kind of hard to do with a jersey, but I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like. And um, anyway, I, I'm excited for this competition, and I think we should announce the winner. Uh, on the Ranter Roundtable right before the season begins. So it's cool. like spring yeah. comes or, you know, right before the season starts. So it gives people plenty of time to get in it and win one of these fabulous prizes. Um, and then the last thing I kind of want to share tonight uh, before we get into the, the kind of fun stuff at the end of our show is that I had a really cool opportunity to play rock and roll uh, – Elvis songs, the king of rock and roll, with our good friend Miguelvis, who um, is Miguel Esparza, the Spanish language voice of the Cubs, who I've become friendly with over the. I, we're friends now. It's been years that we've known each other, and it's what a great freaking guy. Love him so much, and he included me in the Elvis band this year, and it was just such a thrilling experience that I'll just play a little bit of it, of a couple of the songs. I set my phone up right in front of the stage. So um, it, here's what that kind of looks like. Here's uh, our opening song. So I just wanted to, that's hunka hunka burning love. And as you can hear, there's like a terrible echo. And as you can also hear, you can't hear my guitar at all. Like 0% can you hear my guitar. <laughs> I practiced that, you know, all these songs. I learned everything, got up there. I could hear myself in my in-ear monitors, uh, but there was a massive echo in this stadium. So it was actually really difficult to play music i could hear miguel i could hear benedict i could hear my guitar i couldn't hear the bass and then you hear what was happening in the room and it's all bass right. so kind of and um here's what it looked like from outside this is from my sister's wife's uh shop and my name got said over a microphone so we got on the jumbotron and this, there's John Benedict. We're going to do a little less conversation. See if you can hear my guitar. You can't at all, right? You can hear John's cubes. You can hear my voice now. Yeah, just nothing, just no guitar at all. <laughs> but either way, it was a freaking thrill to be up there, and I just count myself as so lucky, um, even though it wasn't like – like to me, with those in-ear monitors, it's impossible to hear anything. And so as a musical experience, it wasn't particularly satisfied. But as a 
playing rock and roll in front of 30,000 people um, kind of dream, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it was it was really cool. And thanks for everybody that supported us, including the Cubs announcer, Jeremiah Paparaki. So he came and hung out with us uh, a little bit that night. And, and Miguel let my sister come in the band as well. And uh, I wanted to say that down in the Blackhawks basement or in the basement of the United Center, after the game, after everybody was clearing out and I had to go down and get my stuff, I saw is one of the creep. Wait, is this going to be a, a ghost story? Uh, kind of, because I saw something really, really creepy. Check this out. <laughs> Blackhawks baby with no face coming to kill you for the podcast <laughs> listeners Danny just put up this picture of a some sort of very very small dummy wearing pants hiked up way too high and a Blackhawks t-shirt tucked way too much since when do toddlers wear high-waisted jeans <laughs> oh <laughs> That is so, frightening. What is that? I don't know. I, 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 that's do a sickening about, joke. Do you think about taking it? I did. I really <laughs> did. No, I was down there. There was all these jerseys and stuff. I'm like, oh, I could rip some shit off down here. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm a guest. But here's the thing. You could have taken that dummy and nobody would have cared. They'd have been like, oh, my God, somebody stole that the- scary fucking dummy. We're all so happy it's gone. So, um, so I and guess, you, and then you could stick it in your passenger seat and uh, do the carpool lane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no cop would pull me over. It's like that car's haunted. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm gonna see a bunch of everybody at CubsCon, but so I think we should start to try to wrap this show up unless we want to talk more about Shota Imanaga. <laughs> but why don't we do that on the? Because all the Patreon people that subscribe to us, they get Discord privileges. And that means that it's our little private clubhouse hangout. And tonight after the show, we're going to go over there and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about and uh, just have a fun little conversation. Uh, but um, I do have a couple of announcements. Uh, and one is that I, Jeremiah Paparaki was at the uh, McGelvis show at the Blackhawks game. And we were talking a little bit and he's got a new show coming up. And it's like a late night with David Letterman kind of thing, and I really want to go. It's on March 24th, and he's having on Sherman Dilla Thomas, who's a historian and specifically a Chicago historian who's got a great TikTok page and a great Twitter, makes great videos about the city of Chicago. He's awesome. And there's a rapper named Matt Muse will be on the show as well. Um, And he's just going for it. Jeremiah's producing this himself. He's like taking his fame as a Cubs announcer and he's parlaying into something he also wants to do, which is be a late night host. So that's really cool. So I think we should all show up and support. So it. is it just going to be a, a YouTube situation or it's a live show at a theater that we that you can oh, okay, go to. So. It's a giant theater. You buy tickets and it ain't cheap. It's 100 bucks to sit up front. And it's like wow. forty bucks to sit in the back, so you guess where I'll be. But <laughs> and I appreciate you, Patreon people, who help me go to things like this. You can't, and, you can't talk, Pop Rocky. You need to tell Pop Rocky you'll do the theme song, and then you can just 
walk. Oh, out. I already offered. Uh, the, I already offered my services as a magi- uh, as a musician. He was like, uh, uh, sure. For a second, <laughs> he's got his own people. Magician, yeah. And I totally understood why he said no. Watch me saw this lady in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the blood! <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, anyway, the Rancher calendar, people have been asking me, it's coming. But remember, it doesn't start till March. And I don't have time to do it now, right now. And I don't have time to take orders right now because that's really what the time-consuming thing is. So I will put it for sale at the end of this month. And uh, if you are a Patreon patron at the $12 level, and if you join up right now, pay the whole year up front, um, which gives you a discount, by the way, um, you get it free. $12 John Baker members get the Rancher calendar as part of it, a $700 value for free. $30, yeah. really. It's $30 value. Um, and also, keep saving that date, uh, June 1st weekend. That's the Saturday of it. It is my 50th birthday on May 12th, and we're going to celebrate that all together. It's also Sun Ranto's uh, kind of thousandth episode. We're around 1, a thousand. Episode. It's our one thousandth episode <laughs> and i am uh, ifg's coming in first of all which is going to be freaking awesome uh we're gonna catch a bunch of games michael's coming in i'm trying to get lyle to come in the original host of the sun ranto show eric wheelow has already committed to do stand-up uh we have billy devore already committed to come in and do a set of stand-up that might be on the friday night which we got to figure out the whole schedule and the other uh person i've committed is joe kilgallen so we are going to have a huge comedy element of this Ranter Fest. There's going to be rock and roll. We're all going to go to the game. We're going to get group tickets. We're going to have a freaking blast. And I just can't wait to hang out with all of you. So save the date. of Save that weekend. We're going to do lots of fun stuff. Maybe play a little 16-inch. We got to meet about it. We'll, we'll have a whole thing. But we should get to the Cubsler. We had some correct answers. Yes. So... First off, let's let's look at the Cubsler. We're going to look at it here. And a lot of people were somewhat confused as to how to get the answer. But not everybody because we had four correct ones. Uh, it's not a trivia question. This is a puzzle that you have to figure out. And so we're going to walk through this real quick. So you It's kind of like is. if you wait, wait, don't tell me. Will, Will Short's the Puzzler. Or is it what is it called? The uh, I think he does a puzzle, the a puzzler, but he does he does a bunch of different things. Yeah, it's some NPR lame ass farty shit, old man fart shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's perfect for us. For us, <laughs> the boomers. So, boomer Bill loves it. Oh no, he's already asleep. <laughs> so the <laughs> so the clue is a talkative fella who might love catching crabs in February. So a talkative fella. Would be Gabby, right? And so many people are probably knowing exactly who this is now, once I give you the first name. And then, who might love catching? Gabby was a catcher. And then, you know, and then I said catching crabs because you catch crabs in a net in February. February is the month with Valentine's Day, so that's hearts. And when you put it all together, and you mix it around a little bit, you get Gabby Hartnett, Cubs Hall of Fame catcher. Homer in the gloaming. So, so 
There were four correct answers that all wrote to sunranto at gmail.com. They were Jared Pat, Seth Kennedy, John Pickus, and Jeff Bjorn. And we're going to spin the wheel to see who is the winner. Do we say what they win? Yes. You will win my voice on your answering machine. <laughs> yeah. But we're doing his Carl Castle impersonation. Seth Kennedy. You Seth Kennedy. Won. You've now, won Michael's just, voice on your answering machine. <laughs> just so everybody can kind of share in this. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to do a Cubs pod. It'll be like 30 seconds to a minute. And then, Seth, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to put your phone right up to the speaker and record it off of that. But that's how it works because we don't have money for sending you uh, answering machine tapes or answering (laughs) machines or phones or anything like that. Yeah, they don't even make answering machines anymore. So, um, all right, what's this week's Cubsler? All right, so let's go down here. This is Cubs alert. This is week number two. So now everybody kind of understands how this works, and we will post this on Twitter. We'll post it on Blue Sky. We'll post it over at uh, Facebook as well, so you can actually look at it and work through it yourself. It's not just this one moment. Here it is. How do Blue Road Uni with yellow Ledbetter patch in the rearview mirror, playing catch in the outfield with a number one fan. That's so. your clue. Powder blue road uni with yellow lead better patch in the rearview ma- mirror, playing catch in the outfield with a number one fan. Don't say it in the chat, but definitely write to sunranto at gmail.com, and we will pick another winner. And I like what uh, – John Pickus said about the prize of your voice on the answering machine. Uh, John said, "Woo! I dodged that bullet." <laughs> oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna you're gonna love these. These are gonna be coveted things to have on your your cell phones. And if you put it on your cell phone as your outgoing message, please let us All know right. so that we can call you. <laughs> I I got a prize. Okay. We'll do it like we're doing the chance. It, the Cubsler, if uh, we're going to do it at the end of the year in the Christmas show, the, in the Cubsler, if you are the win, the overall winner of the Cubsler, you win the Snoop Dogg cookbook. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Very good. Yes. I don't once, know once how again, that works with the Cubsler. John's but, like, sure. dog, cub, I don't know. Cachorro is puppy. I don't know. I could get there. So <laughs> now let's pick a winner for our chance. Oh, no. First, we got TFCs, right? I forget what order we do things in. We have TFC first because that's why yes. we always forget chance. IFG, you got anything? Uh, only one little thing, uh, just in the interest of making sure everybody's updated on everything. And because I got a little comment about it, um, I had to let out a little gasp earlier in the show and somebody called me out on it um there were three players posted from NPB this season there was Yoshinobu Yamamoto Shota Imanaga and the third one was uh, from the Nippenham Fighters uh, Naoyuki Uesawa and his posting deadline passed today without an announcement that he had made a deal and then buzzer beater situation he has been signed to a minor league contract with a spring training invite to the tampa bay rays so good job now um i'm really excited for him to 
get called up to the major leagues. I know he's really, really looking forward to the opportunity. That's awesome. Cool. I, I, I do love the fact that there are so many Japanese players coming over right now. I think it's so cool. It, it, you know, then the World Series feels a little bit more worldly. And when you've got players from all over the world playing in it. And uh, Japanese players were just coming in trickles for a while. But this has just been a really crazy posting season, more than we've ever seen. And it's just freaking cool. Korea, too, yep. from all over Asia. Taiwan, as well. Did that guy come over? Some guy? who played in Taiwan? Uh, we, we don't have anybody new, but Yu Chong is still looking for a spot. Uh, he's kind of a, I don't know. He's a, he's an infielder. He's got a little bit of pop. Um, the bat hasn't quite put it together yet. He could probably use some coaching, but if he doesn't uh, get signed here, he'll likely be the first round pick in the, uh, CPBL draft. I mean, um, you say he could use some coaching. And the one thing the Cubs have done this offseason is just hire all the coaches. Yeah, we got all the coaches. So very true. <laughs> so I, very many coaches. I, I would be delighted to buy a Yu Chong Cubs jersey uh, if we wanted somebody to stand on first base for a little while. So I'm going to uh, – so let's uh, TFC uh, uh, out. I've got one thing here. Uh, this was pretty funny. This is from uh, Pointless Exercise, Andy. Um, and there's a picture of Shoto Imanaga. This is tweeted out by ML- MLB. It says, Shoto Imanaga, officially a cub. And Pointless Exercise says, terrific Photoshop job here. Nice use of use of every width of pinstripe ever invented. <laughs> and if you look at this Photoshop job, it honestly looks... Like, I mean, junior high, yeah, junior high kids could do better than this. It's like totally different widths. Um, I, I don't know. It's like took the arm off the uh, cadaver and stuck it on him. I, it's just, <laughs> it's a real Frankenstein job here. Yeah, that is rough. It's uh, pretty bad. Oh. So that's all I got. Well, I've, I have one. And uh, right after Shoda got signed, uh, this popped up. Uh, under the announcement over there on Reddit. But can he play catcher in Tennessee is the question (laughs) because that's all anybody cares about. To be fair, last year, Shota probably carried a better batting average than most of our backup catchers. We did. didn't even talk about that, how good of a batter he he is. Um, I had put his... Well, because uh, it doesn't matter anymore because our game sucks. Yeah, but he's a base star, which means he was playing in the Central League in NPB, which is the last professional league on earth that I know of that still makes the pitchers hit. And uh, and he's actually pretty good at it. In fact, his his uh, farewell to the Bay Stars basically was uh, participating in the exhibition at their fan fest, and he had a walk off home run. Wow! Just to like nice. say goodbye. <laughs> well, I have his batting numbers right here. Uh, I'm uploading them right now again, and he's actually batted. He's got a 184 career batting average in 327 plate appearances. And uh, he's even got a triple thrown in there. And um, he last year batted higher, 256 in 47 plate appearances. That's better than freaking Dansby Swanson. So <laughs> he batted 270 one year, 2021. Yeah, he can be a pinch hitter on his off days. Yeah. 
Uh, two-way player. Uh, somebody asked in the chat, uh, I think it was Joe Wrigleyville Bum, what's the name of Snoop Dogg's book? It says, From Crook to Cook, The Boss Dog's Kitchen. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Nice. For shizzle. So, um, all right, now uh, I guess we can give away a chance postcard and a chance to win a fabulous prize at the also at the Christmas. I love now Christmas is just going to be nothing but prize giveaways and carols, which is really how it should be, right? So uh, we have hashtag yeah, you, chance in you the chat. We just described Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prizes and carols. So here we go. I'm going to pick it. And the wheel goes round. Who will be the winner for the special Cubs Con Fest chance? Oh, it's, oh my God, two Seth sets. Kennedy, it's Seth's winner. night. The double whammy. The Seth man. Seth Meister. Seth the Rooney. Way to go, Seth. Congratulations. Um, all right. I think that's it. We'll see you over in at the Cubs convention. We'll see some of you guys over in the chat or in the Discord chat, and we'll hang out in the post-show chat there. Um, I have a song to play to end this show, which is kind of old, and it's I did a parody of Fiddler on the Roof's tradition to okay. con- convention. Convention! Convention! Oh, yeah. But it really still applies. Every pretty much everything I say in this song, but um, the only thing that's missing from this song is I don't think I knew Crawley that well then, so he's not in this song. I need to do a new version, really, with him as Tevia. So, um, as uh, uh, Fergie Jenkins would say, "This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup Podcast." Bugog. Don't forget to buy Shota's Pitching Bible. And buy his... Yeah, we got to buy that thing and learn Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Spagog, y'all. Spagog. Here in our lakeside city of Chicago, Cubs fans descend upon the sweaty halls of the Sheridan to stand in long autograph lines in hopes of meeting their favorite players. And it all happens at the Cubs convention. 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 Cubs convention, convention, Cubs convention. We are the guys who play baseball for a living. We are just here chilling. We were once players on Saturday night. Go drinking whiskey trout and do a shot with Jay Johnstone. Ex-players, ex-players. Cubs convention, ex-players, ex-players. Cubs convention. So here's a uniform of Ron Santo, an autograph, bus, and photo. 20% off shirts, he's a Von Castro, a bobblehead that's signed by Kerry Wood. The vendors, the vendors, comes convention. The vendors, the vendors, comes convention. At three, I met Gary Matthews, I stood in line to wait. I loved when he was a cubby back in the 80s. The fans, the fans, Cubs convention. The fans, the fans, Cubs convention. We flew in from the beach 
to sign your balls and picks. They said they'd have the limo come pick me up by six. The roster, the roster, come convention. The roster, the roster, come convention.